from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. We've got a great show for you. We've got something new that we're going to get into taking a look at the future as we're about to start the offseason of this OTA metric, whatever it turns out to be. Who's going to make this roster? We're going to give you a thumbs up, thumbs down on a number of scenarios, mostly on offense today, and we'll be back later in the week with some defensive picks as well. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football, where we're having all kinds of fun. Make sure you check that out. Chris is going to join me here in a little bit, but we have some news. The Chiefs made a couple of moves on Monday, and they boil down to this. They decided that they are going to part ways. Now with Bouchelle on the roster, um, and I do believe that's how you pronounce his name. Maybe I'm doing that wrong, but with him on the roster, the Chiefs have decided that they're going to part ways with Jordan Ta'amu, the quarterback that had COVID, like lost his roster spot, came back last year, had a number of things that he actually ended up doing well, but they put in the time and they've elected that they're going to pass on that at this point. And I think it is about having another young guy in the mix that they feel can be the developmental type. Now, this goes hand-in-hand with what we were talking about last week about the Chiefs wanting that veteran presence to be the backup to Patrick Mahomes, but wanting to develop someone farther behind that in order to get things done should the worst-case scenario happen. And it looks like it's not going to be Jordan Ta'amu now. Now, we've also seen that they'll cut somebody today, and he could be back here in a week, Uh, especially with them starting... Uh, what is going to be their rookie minicamp here on the 14th? There's still certainly room for that, and it may come down to it. A little bit more interesting is we've talked about the logjam um, at the offensive line. They did release a veteran guard, at least that's how they listed him, Brian Witzman. So that part is over with. And we talked about how he was having a hard time getting on the field last season, and it was going to be a stretch, especially when they started making all those acquisitions along the offensive line, that's what happens. So I I don't know if he'll catch on with another team, but he's given this team some good reps in the past, so more power to him and happy trails. I hope that he does well in his next team or his next adventure. And they also took the guy who is clearly not afraid of adventure, uh, tight end Sean Culkin, who has been in the news lately for wanting to take his bonuses in Bitcoin. Uh, has also been released. So there's not going to be a whole lot of Bitcoin going in his direction right away, but it is out there and it is something to keep an eye on. Now, those two changes only pave the way for other acquisitions. We're going to hear more about as things come on. Um, officially, I only see 84 contracts officially listed. We're waiting for the NFLPA and for some of the updates on some of the free agents as well. Um, there's going to be updates, and I think there's still going to be churn here. We're going to get through this rookie minicamp. They're going to evaluate their players, and there's liable to be moves after that as well uh, before they get to the 25th, which is the first of the full team organized activities. So keep an eye out for that. Brett Veach talked about a few weeks ago how he's always going to stay active at the bottom of the roster and keep turning it over to make sure that it's always improving. And so this seems like this is par for the course, and this is the direction that they're going. One other interesting note here uh, of what used to be an AFC West contender and is just baffling to me at this point, is that years after his departure from the NFL, Tim Tebow is on the brink of signing another contract, this time back with his college coach in what is now the Jaguars organization. And Tim Tebow's going to come back as a tight end. Something that I said at the time was what he should have done, is made that jump and see if he could restart his career at a different position. Well, 
you know, X number of years later, I don't even know what it is at this point. It looks like he's about to try that. Tall order, given his age, um, it is not anything easy, and every year that you take longer makes it more difficult. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the former Bronco ends up being able to do. I'm not going to hold my breath for much, but it's an interesting story. And holding your breath is something that's difficult when you're a guy that's on the fence about making this roster or not. We're going to get into a new segment from us about who's going to be on this roster come the end of training camp and who's not. That's going to be thumbs up, thumbs down, coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, this will be a fun distraction in, in the first week of May. We're going to project a little bit because that's what you do when you don't have any news and nobody's on the field right now. So we're going to play a game of thumbs up, thumbs down and go through a number of guys that are either in a strange situation, have a lot of competition or just have a general feeling about where they're going to be. Is this player going to make the roster? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, We can break it up offense defense if you want, or we can just start throwing them out. I'll leave it up to you. Okay, well, I want to know in particular, let's just bounce around. Um, I am a little concerned about what happened last season to this player. I think they've got some good competition. I think Reed in particular put some pressure on taking a leap forward. But just right now, in making the 53, and we are going to call it a 53 until we know for certain whether it's going to be 54 or 55 or what it's going to be, folks. So right now, do you think Colin Saunders... Thumbs up or thumbs down? Does he make the roster initially? Thumbs up. I think initially. But it's possible he doesn't. I mean, it, with with the addition of Reed and Chris Jones and Sean Warden and, uh, I mean, and obviously Derek Nottie is going to be on this roster. I just, it's hard to know. It's a numbers game when it gets down to your fifth VT. And unless he takes a big step forward in the offseason, which is possible, I mean, we don't know what he's been doing in the offseason. We don't know if, if he's able to take a step and get above Wharton again. Uh, but it's possible he's not here. It certainly is. And I and I'm he might be one of the guys that is his status is influenced by whether it gets to fifty four or to fifty five. You know, like I think that's how close he is to being on the edge here. Because I think they have to piece together, especially if you're just looking at the defensive front, I think they have to piece together more rotation with the ends than they do the tackles. But I'm, I'm going to give it a thumbs up and say that he makes it initially. We'll see if he can carve out playing time, and that may be a very different story than just making it to the roster. I don't know. I, I have my fingers crossed. I want to see him take a step forward. Last year was definitely a bit of a step back. I wouldn't even call it treading water, but I think he's got it in him, and I still have faith that he can make some more development out of his career. So who's, uh, who's eyeing... You on this list, anybody of interest? You know, I think you start looking at the entire roster and it's going to get really dicey when you start talking about the different wide receivers. Uh, When you start looking at that position for Kansas City, 
Um, there's going to be lots of people that probably were on the roster at some point in the past couple of years. I don't know that they're going to be here again. Uh, you know, and here's the thing. I, I just want to go through this really quick. Tajay Sharp, Antonio Callaway, Chad Williams, Garrick Dieter, Marcus Kemp, Maurice French, Jody Fortson, Chris Finke, and Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen. Uh, and Cornell Powell obviously will make the roster, in my opinion. So you've got all those guys fighting for basically one roster spot, unless they do something with Robinson or Pringle, which I can't see either of them not being here. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks. So, you know, you start looking at different guys. I can't see Garrett Dieter being on this team. That stands so, out thumbs to down me on that well. one. I, I think I would have to agree with you. And, and we all know that he has um a really tight relationship with the quarterback and generally i think that's a plus but i think at this point at this level of competition when you have two guys returning you just spent a draft pick on a guy you're talking up pretty heavily i would say um maybe not maybe there's more room for that plus the question mark in callaway i I, in fact maybe we should get to him next but i would say yeah i'm with you I, i would think this is the year that garrick dieter does not make the roster i'll say thumbs down that maybe brings us to another at that position. Antonio Callaway is a really interesting pick because he's been full of talent, but has been inconsistent, has been troublesome in Cleveland. Like there's been issues with him to this point. Do you think a, a, a new zip code is going to help him turn things around? Definitely has the ability to. I think he has the ability to play in this league. The question is, is he going to put it together in Kansas City? I could see it happening. Right now, I really don't know that I could give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, I hate walking the line on this one, but until you really see him in practice and see him in training camp, how do you really make a determination whether or not he can make the roster? Do I think he has the ability to? Yes. Do I think he has the talent? Yes. Is he going to put it together enough and be consistent enough to to do that? That's the big question. It is, and I I don't know how to gauge that yet. It's going to be... Again, you have an advantage of knowing the quarterback personally. Maybe you can get more workout time. Maybe you can flip a switch and hit an actual light bulb because you've trained with Tyreek in the past. Like You've gone through what you would think would help get you on the field, but it hasn't worked to this point. This is make it or break it for me. I don't know where else he can go, but we're going to find out pretty quickly. That brings us to, that's a pretty thick spot, but another one is the offensive line. And we might as well just stay on the offensive side here for a while, right? Like, Man. I don't even I don't even know where to start. You talked about Wiley yesterday, but what about Martinez Rankin? I think he makes the roster. Uh, I do think that it's going to be very tough, but I think it, it's possible he's on the roster mainly because they like him as a depth piece. Uh, and he's really not going to be that expensive comparatively. Uh, but you know, it's also possible he's not on the roster. I mean, there's just so many questions when it comes to this offensive line and how it's going to play out. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm baffled, particularly at the tackle spot because you don't want to get caught again without enough depth. I don't know that because he ended up signing in a year that was. Um, obviously closed to almost all the media, let alone the public. Like I, I have no concept of where Prince Teguanago is. He's a guy that was much like Rankin in terms of pre-draft look that had the upside that needed the development, had some injury issues. Like I could see those guys almost in the same role, but I think when you look at the tackles in general, obviously you know who's starting on the left. 
I think we know who's going to start on the right, and I think Mike Remmers is going to be the swing. They got to keep four, though, right? Like they can't they can't mess around and think, oh, three's going to get us through this season. No, and I agree with that. And I think we need to have a much deeper discussion on the offensive line here. So let's just take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish that up. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. So the reason I threw it to break is because to me, when you're sitting here looking at this, what you're looking at is a situation where you have two left tackles, according to over the cap, which obviously Orlando Brown's going to play left tackle. They have him at right tackle. So that's, you know, neither here nor there. But the whole point is your oldest starter is going to be Tooney, and he's 29 years old. All your other offensive linemen are 25 and younger for the most part. Nick Allegretti is 25. Trey Smith is 22. Uh, Andrew Wiley, I think, has a possibility of making this team at 27, but he's not going to be a starter on this team. Creed right. Humphrey is 22. Uh, I think the yeah. right guard's going to be over 30 pretty much no matter what it is. Mm, possibly, unless Trey Smith gets that position, which is possible. I don't know. That sounds like a stretch to beat both Kyle Long and LDT. I don't see I that. would think it'd be a stretch as well, but he played phenomenal in college, and it's a question of whether or not he could be healthy. Uh, and honestly, when you get when you start looking at it, it's a question of, OK, well, if you think he has the ability to play, he doesn't have to be near as good as the other two do. In my opinion, if they think that him getting playing time in the NFL is going to make him better, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think that there's possibilities there. And then you start looking at, you know, what the cost of having those other guys on the roster are. Uh, I think that could also play into it. But you're right. I mean, right guard has the biggest chance of being a guy over 30. LDT is 30. Kyle Long is 33. So both of those guys are are older than Tooney. And, and so, you know, at that point, it's one of those things where, okay, so maybe they're starting for a year. But your youngest guy that you're probably going to have step in there is Trey Smith. He's 22. Mm-hmm. Rimmers oh. is going to be your other old guy at right tackle. And he's what? Uh, 32. 32, yeah. But he's probably not, not going to be starting. That's, that's my be guess. Niang, he's 23. Orlando Brown's 25. And Prince, like you at, talked about earlier, is 24. So you're sitting here with a whole bunch of young talent, which is a phenomenal place to be when you're talking about the offensive line. So when it comes to, I, I think I think Wiley could be called one of, or either um, guard or tackle. I think Allegretti's got a, a leg up on that competition. The, the the two guys that I'm, I still don't know what to make of Rankin. I think at 27 years old, 
and not having gotten enough playing time yet, you might see them part with him pretty easily. The bigger question to me, thumbs up, thumbs down, Yasser Durant, does he make the 53? No. Okay. I just don't think there's going to be enough room. If you're taking Rimmers, Niang, Brown, that's three. Uh, you're probably only going to keep two right guards, one of which is going to be LDT or Chris Long. Uh, and then you're also going to have, you know, Trey Smith. So that's five. Then you're keeping two centers, Austin Blythe and Creed Humphrey. That's seven. Uh, left guard is, you know, Joe Tooney and Nick Allegretti, I guess. That puts you at nine. I, I just, I really don't see how you could. But if we learned anything from that Super Bowl, you can't skimp at the tackle spot. If you're going to go it's light true. and only go three, I don't think it can be tackle. I think you got to either find a way to get Trey Smith onto the practice squad or you got to trade somebody out of there. I don't see. I think, I think Rankin makes the team. I think they want, I think they want the veteran backup situation there. Although it's possible you see Durant makes the roster uh, as that fourth tackle. But to me, that'd be a bigger stretch than Rankin making it. Uh, I could see them. The the other question is, and this is something else we don't know, how healthy is Rankin? I mean, yeah, he played last year, but he only played one game. And, I mean, he wasn't dominant by any means, but he was still coming back from his injury. So the question is, is how healthy is he going into the season? Because it's a key year for him. And Durant played more snaps. That's what comes back to for me. Like, he was able to get more work done. I think Winog was a practice squad player. Um, I, I think if you can, you should be able to get him there, no problem. And I think hopefully he still has upside. Who knows if his needs are even working. So this is a very, very touchy position. And we've talked about how many guys there are. Let's not be surprised. They will either trade or cut someone that will start for another team in this league in 2021. That's how the other Here's the other side of it. You could make an argument that Kyle or that Chris. Sorry, I said Chris earlier. It's Kyle Long. I apologize. You can make an argument that Kyle Long can play tackle as well. Mm-hmm. So he gives you more of an ability to maybe only keep three specific tackles. Uh, and, and like you said, you could make that argument for Wiley as well. And you could make the same argument for uh, uh, for um, Rankin as playing guard and, and playing tackle. He's played both for Kansas City. So I think you do have some versatility there. But, I, man, I, I expect them to keep 10 with as much depth as they have. Uh, unless they absolutely have to trade away people instead of cutting them. And, and maybe that's a possibility, but you're still looking at a very young offensive line. Yeah, for sure. I'm man. One other thing that I want to get to, and maybe we'll come back and we'll do defense another day later in the week. But when you look at the running back rooms, clearly Clyde is Clyde. Then I would think that it's Daryl, but they signed McKinnon. You've got Derek Gore, Elijah McGuire, and Darwin under under center under contract. Do you think they take four? And so for me, let, let's start it. Is for me, it's Clyde Daryl McKinnon. Is that the same depth chart for you right now? Until you see something different, I think we kind of already talked about this a little bit. To me, McKinnon gives you a lot of what Clyde can do. Uh, it's obviously not the same player, but it's a lot of the uh, same type of thing. Uh, so I think that there is value there is, you know, what happens if Clyde goes down again for a couple of games? You know, I hope that's not the case, but, you know, he did get injured last year. So Jared, you know, having McKinnon on the roster still gives you that flexibility and the agility and and the type of things that Clyde can do very well. Uh, so I would expect that 
McKinnon is your number three, and I would expect Darwin Thompson right now is your number four. I do think they probably stay with four running backs just because that's what they've been doing in the past, and I don't think that's going to change, although it could change this year because you're also going to be in a situation where maybe you're going to feel like you need to keep more offensive linemen. I can't imagine they're going to go deeper at other positions that they generally haven't in the past. Well, that's where I was going too. And so for me, it comes down to you can get McGuire to the practice squad. That's not a problem. I'm guessing the same thing with Gore. So it comes down to me, in your opinion, thumbs up, thumbs down. Does Darwin Thompson make the 53? I'm going thumbs up for right now, just because I think they stay with four running backs. Okay. I think they have to make that sacrifice. I'm going to say thumbs down, but I do think that he too will have uh, no problem getting to the practice squad for the Chiefs. So that's where we see it in these particular competitions today. We're going to come back later in the week and go over the defense as well. Hope you guys are enjoying this. We're going to play, you know, not prognostication, but, you know, the what if game here for a while until we see something on the field. Remember that rookie minicamp is coming up later at the end of this week. We hope you guys are having a good one. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.